everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Alfie from Student Travel Tips. Student Travel Tips is a hub of information and resources for all students living, studying and working abroad. It is a community of young people sharing their experiences, inspiring others and connecting with those on the same journey. Their aim is to provide the best peer-to-peer advice for your adventure abroad by students for students. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things Student Travel Tips their message, what they offer, the community they've built and their plans for the future. So Alfie, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for having me, Ellie. It's nice to be here. Yeah, no, thank you so much for your time. It's going to be so interesting to hear your perspective, um, you know, about all things travel and obviously being a student whilst travelling as well. Um, So we'll get straight into the questions, uh, which I thought was really interesting to start off by asking, you know, what made you start Student Travel Tips? Yeah, so it was back in February 2019, and I just arrived in Sao Paulo, Brazil, for my uh, Portuguese part of my year abroad. So I went to Valencia in the uh, semester one, and then arrived in Sao Paulo. And you know, South America for anyone who's been, it's just it's a completely different place to Europe. And and working out there was, I knew I knew what I was getting in in into in terms of you know I've heard so much amazing things about Brazil and carnival and the partying and the food and everything like that and it was just it i was quite overwhelmed by it i think and then to actually arrive in a city of i think 19 million people uh was very different to my little village in west sussex so um oh yeah you know I, i'd spoken to a few people before i left um i kind of wanted to get that pre preconcept preconception of it basically to to be in a, a new city and i wanted to live with students i wanted to be in a student living basically but i wanted to also work so it was about finding the balance and what really helped me was speaking to a friend of mine called lucas and he just said alfie mate you need to live in this place it's the best experience i was here six months ago and it kind of got something in my head going, you know what, this is exactly what we need. Students need a one-stop shop in the form of a website that enables you to get advice directly from a student that's been there six months before. You know, it's all well and good having uh, your your professor who may have lived in that country 30 years ago, but really, like, realistically, I mean, we know the world's changed in 12 months. Like, yeah. that, the, the best advice I find is from a student. I feel like we can all be the best tour guides to our friends and our peers. It's reliable, it's trustworthy, it's relevant. And so that's what that's why it came about. And um, yeah, two, two and a half, nearly two and a half years later, I'm, I'm, I'm still still plugging away at it. So yeah, it's all good. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And, you know, as a student myself, I've really relied on, you know, a lot of your resources that you provide, you know, your Facebook, your Facebook group in particular, you know, finding people who are, you know, going to the same city or the same country so you can sort of connect and you don't feel sort of as alone, sort of as a language student going away on your, your year abroad, it'd be quite, can be quite daunting, right? Thinking, oh my goodness, I'm sort of entering into this sort of new new world almost. It sounds exaggerated, but it, it can sort of feel like that sometimes. You're you're sort of very much taking yourself outside of that comfort zone. So mm. to have sort of other students, you know, people who are going to be out there in the same place at the same time is, is you know, really reassuring and you provide that with your Facebook group and obviously your, your, your website as well. So it's fantastic. And in terms of um, like the message behind student travel tips, if you could sort of break it down to just a one main message, what would you say that is? I think it's we want to create this network of students who are going abroad. As you said just then and, and your first intro, it's very much a hub and a, a community of young students that can help alleviate any worries you have before you go to a new place. 
Um, I think there's a lot of emphasis on, yeah, allowing you to grow friendships as well. Um, it's always nice to have a few links with 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 English students when you're out there from different universities. Um, and I think massively now, and one of the main reasons behind the, creating that Facebook group, the Year Abroad Connect, has been we realised that this year you, I'm sure as well, have missed out on the opportunity to walk through the halls uh, of your, your kind of university uh, corridors of your faculty and say, oh, I'm also going to Barcelona. I'm also going to Mexico City. So no one really has any idea where anyone's going. And, you know, we've spent this time as everyone's been stuck at home to really find out what are the problems that we can continue to solve. And I've never, you know, I've never wanted to suddenly drive this, get loads of investment and want to create this as a massive business. There's never been that. All it's been is a community group, a website that we built. And we want to continue doing that. And I'm not going to get carried away at all from the message behind it. And that's why even talking to you, who you're about to go away, like be, now being in contact with you and following your Instagram and seeing that journey from start to finish, I think is is the key message behind it. You know, one helping one student is better than, you know, having 50,000 followers on Instagram and trying to get these brand partnerships. Like, that, that, that comes naturally, I think, with growing a platform and a business. But, you know, the problem being solved is the key thing for me. And I think that's what we're trying to do every day. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I truly think what you provide is so valuable to students like myself. You know, it, whether you're excited for your year abroad or whether you're a bit apprehensive, it caters for everyone, right? You've got, you know, blog posts about hidden hidden gems in the different cities. You've got, you know, tips on sort of how to sort of support yourself with your mental health. You've got everything really that is really crucial to the whole year abroad experience. Um, and, you know, if you could sort of, again, break down what student travel tips offers, mm -hmm. you know, if you could sort of let, let us know about your website and all the different sort of parts to your website, just so the listeners know what we can sort of expect from student travel tips. Absolutely. So initially we started off with uh, just blogs relating to personal experience. So it could be Alfie's story, Valencia, and we'd cover what to do, where to stay, uh, how to get around the city, money advice, day trips. And it was very much, it was personal to that person's experience. We then over the year when we've collected all this advice, we've wanted to just expand it into, you know, let's put 15 people's advice on bars to go to. Let's get 15 people's advice for accommodation. And accommodation, you know, that's the big worry for a lot of people. Yeah. Do I book before? Am I staying in a homestay? Do I live with Spanish students? Can I live with Spanish students? What's the best website to use that I don't get charged with this £800 agency fee? You know, it's all this information that, how, where do you look for that information? You know, do you type it in? You know, you're then going to get plugged with ads from all these companies. And so it is purely down to a student's experience that we can actually then research these companies and really think, right, this is the, the most trustworthy, the most relevant right now advice that we can give. So we've got things to do, restaurants, bars, accommodation, as I said, places to avoid, ways to not get scammed, you know, pickpocketers in Barcelona. I'm sure you've been warned yeah. about many times. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it goes beyond that, as you said, culture shock, mental health, like keeping your head above water in a crisis, you know, you, you contacts that you can have. But the massive thing above all of that is the community. Um, and we just, you know, we've got now 50 odd people on the, the new website that are always willing to talk to a student about their experience. And it's very easy to navigate. You know, for example, you may go onto the Barcelona page or, or Buenos Aires or Berlin and you scroll down and you can see there's a student who studied or worked there 
you know, six months to a year before, says, hey, I'm Nick, I lived in Berlin, happy to answer any questions about the new German visa, for example, all these new problems that are being thrown into it. Yeah. Um, and I remember someone actually, you know, a couple of my friends that, you know, they, they see the journey of student travel tips, but they think, oh, mate, surely COVID and Brexit is, you know, that's, that's your business done. And it's like, and I'm sure, you know, this is, there's more opportunity now to, yeah. to offer more advice um, to these students. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if the, there's probably massive gaps in what we offer, you know, we're not going for the standard travel blog advice of top 10 things to do when you go. Like we, we try and keep it very much to that's unique to the, the student experience of actually living and working and studying there. Uh, modules to choose at Valencia University. Uh, and it's all personal experience. It's kind of giving me PTSD thinking of the things that I wrote about, <laughs> knowing that that's exactly what I wanted to pass on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's having in mind, and I should put this kind of on my wall, is uh, when people say, I'm not actually going to put it on my wall, but <laughs> when people say, you know, I wish we had this when I went away. Yeah. And I think that's that's a real true testament to what, what we try and do here. What I think is so great is you've got all this information in one place. You know, often well not often it is always the cases and from my experience with sorting a year abroad there are so many things to sort out you know it's flights visa accommodation all these different things and what you have on your website is all that information in one place so it just makes it really easy to navigate whereas if people didn't know about your website they would just spend probably so much more probably 10 times longer figuring out all the different parts of it whereas it all is very nicely put into Mm -hmm. one place on your website which is what i think is so fantastic um and you mentioned the community being a massive part of student travel tips i want to sort of touch upon that and sort of in your opinion you know how important is the community of young travelers and language students to everything that you're doing i think you know without the students this wouldn't be anything um and i think it's right from the beginning when i remember sending all my Facebook friends that I knew were language students, these Excel spreadsheets of what did you do? Did you work? Did you study? Where did you stay? Did you stay at a hostel? And all these questions that people would just type in their answers. And that was really, that that was how it began. That's what's driven the success of it over the last two years and will continue to do so. And the community has kind of merged, a few of it has merged into my team. You know, that's what has really created it. I've not gone out of my way to, to really look for, um, you know, geniuses in business and tech. I just, you know, the people that have benefited from the website that have reached out to us, that want to be part of the community, that want to write their blogs, they want to uh, update our information. Like we, we do welcome everyone to, to if they want to share their tips, please do. And, and I think the community, you know, if this is what it st- stays being, they're just a, a growing community of young students sharing their experiences, ex- inspiring others and, you know, making them feel like they've already been there before they arrived there. That's what I like to to, to really drill so yeah no it's it's everything and I, I hope that you'll you'll be part of the community as you already are uh, supporting us as we will do to your brand too so um yeah I think it's great you know we're all young travelers and I think for for two, a year and a half two years we've kind of been frozen to to actually be allowed to to go abroad yeah and so I just can't wait to get going again quite frankly yeah it's it's been a long time coming hasn't it all this it pandemic has. has really I mean I look back to, I guess, when was it sort of March 2020 when we first went into lockdown and I never, ever thought it would become what it has and the impact it's had on the travel industry and mm-hmm. not just on the airlines and I guess holiday companies, but also on people like me and you in terms of mm-hmm. our aspirations with our brands and everything. But yeah. I think what you've said, which is really key, is seeing the opportunity 
that's still there in and mm-hmm. there is opportunity you yeah. know to you know diversify give different information about you know obviously yeah. we've got brexit now so people like me you know languages students we need the information available about the impact of brexit on the mm-hmm. countries that we're going to or you know the pandemic obviously there's all the travel restrictions and there's the yeah. need for pcr tests and quarantine and there's so much that mm-hmm. um people still need to know about travel and and i think obviously the pandemic as well as well i can speak from myself it makes me want to travel even more than i did before yeah. so that opportunity is still there people still need the advice people still want to go looking for top tips hidden gems where to stay that it's exactly. still it's still there i think also and you know i've been reading up a fair bit and following uh bruce poon tap and uh, tip sorry um the ceo of g adventures and the the the, the founder of intrepid as well just following their well, like, you know what are these big companies doing during yeah. this time where they've not been able to function and it's actually just looking at the different ways that you know after this pandemic or you know let let Needless to say, after let's hope <laughs> there is an after. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, how will people travel? Are they are they going to go for longer stay travel? Are they going to go for short city breaks? Are they going to mm-hmm. you know look further afield to places that you know might lower their um, their carbon footprint? And I, I I do hope that you know there's these terms regenerative travel and sustainable travel. But are people actually going to fo- tra- uh, travel differently? Yeah. And I'm so interested to see see how that works out. And actually, you know, using our our platforms to to leverage that, that, that impact that tourism can have on certain communities and areas, I think is going to be key to, to use travel. You know, it's a huge proportion of travel. I think in 2018, it was $330 billion was spent in youth travel. Um, so, you know, it's, it's undeniable that our impact is huge. So, yeah, I just hope that we can pass it on as much as possible. Yeah. And it's funny, I, I'm, I'm holding on to youth as much as possible. I know I'm getting, going on 24 now, and I think... Uh, being involved in student travel tips is uh, I've just got to kind of keep 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 hold of it as much as possible. But I'll, no. I'll call it youth. I'll call out myself a, a student. But I mean, I feel like when you go away on a year abroad as a student, that that part of you always stays with you, right? The experiences mm-hmm. and the opportunities yeah. you have. It's tell me about it. It's and I know I've spoken to you before about your experience on your year abroad and just how amazing it was. Um, and I'm I'm sure obviously. For me as well, it would just be a fantastic opportunity to, you know, take myself outside of my comfort zone, live in a new mm. country. Obviously, I've got the challenge of Catalan in Barcelona, which is, you yeah. know, something to potentially overcome. Um, there's going to be challenges every day. And um, what's so fantastic, like I said, about about your website is you've got an answer for a lot of the mm-hmm. questions and potential issues of being, you know, a language student living abroad. Um, mm-hmm. But what I wanted to ask you now is is sort of more about yourself and just how important travel is is to you. It's a very good question. Um, I remember I was talking, my dad, I mean, it stems from my dad. And he, um, since he was 17, 18, you know, he was ex to university. Oh, fantastic, and, yeah. Um, he straight away, you know, whereas we would go to a festival or go with some or all our friends to, a, to a, a villa or whatever like that, you know, he would take himself off. He'd go to Kazakhstan. He would go to Saudi Arabia and he, you know, as a young traveler, he was a nomad and he, in the, in the 80s, life was very different, you know, being a hippie on the road, it was much easier, but, but I think that really, and you know, he's a multilinguist, he speaks nine languages. And I think that really did pass down to me at an early age. So, you know, we, I was very lucky to go to, go to Spain a lot and started hearing Spanish sounds and wanting to play the flamenco guitar. Um, And I think that's where it all began. And that's, then I took a gap year, which gave me the opportunity to travel alone. And I'm a huge advocate for traveling alone. I think, you know, there, a lot can be said. And I know you, I've seen that you, you enjoy the the tours with G Adventures, which yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. 
Um, and I think there's a lot to be said about um, group travel and meeting people and actually maximizing your experience in a small time that you may have in a place. Yeah. But there was something about solo travel, which is definitely the most important part for me. And I think, you know, it's made me very much aware of, 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 of different cultures of people, whether it's day to day people that I come across and just being just having a better perspective on, on, on what's going on and what actually makes me tick and yeah. um, what what kind of doesn't doesn't excite me and I don't want to put my energy into it because I know that that's not what makes me happy. Um, and, you know, travel is tied with languages. Languages and travel, they fit hand in hand. You know as well as I do that being able to communicate with people in that local, in that country, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing different. They just beam with their faces. It was a funny story from... When I was in I was in Lisbon with my dad and my brother, and we went to just a fast food shack at the end of the day because um, we just arrived. And I, my dad was speaking in Portuguese to the to the guys that ran it who were who were from India. And suddenly he you know he just turned and started speaking Hindi, and all these guys just kind of turned their head. They were like, "What is going on here?" It's just this guy who was speaking Portuguese and they could speak Hindi with them. And it's that kind of experience that I think you don't get unless you give the language a go. And that's yeah. why I think. Um, I will continue to to challenge myself. I think, you know, travel can challenge you in yourself and you can grow independently. And I think language, you know, that's my mental challenge. I think, you know, seeing since graduating, I've not really, you know, I'm 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 working on my own project here. It's, I'm my own boss. And it yeah, at times it's like I want those deadlines. I want that that extra bit, because otherwise I can just sit here for eight hours a day and think, okay, I'll respond to that email or I'll create, I'll do that call with someone. Whereas language was always and will be um, a massive part of my travel and that leads on actually really nicely to the next question which was I was going to ask all about your year abroad experience and Mm -hmm. um, you know if you could just let us know yeah how it was and where you went but also do you have any advice for those going on their year abroad you know soon people like myself any sort of anything you wish you'd done before you went or anything you wish you'd known before any of those sort of yeah key tips yeah so I mean I started off in Valencia um, and I like everyone, it was my first real experience of living abroad for longer, you know, than a, a few weeks holiday or yeah. traveling is different to living abroad. You yeah. Know? And I think it's very easy to think that this will be, you know, everyone says, oh, you're going on a year abroad, best year of my life. And it was the best year of my life, but it's every day, it's everyday life. And I think you can easily get caught up looking on Instagram and seeing people's stories. They might be having a better time than you or whatever, but you know, what I would say is just, you know, as cliche as it is, live in the moment. Don't let these, you know, get caught up with watching how other people are doing on their year abroad. Yeah. Just just get involved. Just walk around. I find, you know, I've spent many a Sunday in Valencia, especially where I was just hung over watching, watching football or something like that. Yeah. I always remember the moments where I actually didn't stay in the flat and I went to the beach and you can you can waste a lot of time uh, on a year abroad, I think. And the time flies by. And that was something that, you know, I had the best time in Valencia. It felt like I was going back into first year of university. Like I, I suddenly got in a group of of kind of eight lads in that were all from from England. And, you know, after about a month or two, I started I thought, this is amazing. I'm having the time of my life, but am I really living that that Spanish lifestyle that I, I know and love? And it made me, you know, I, I then got some an internship um, doing some language practice and stuff like that so I think always just check yourself check that you are doing what you set out to do mm-hmm. maybe give yourself some goals before you head out yeah. of what you actually want to achieve uh, language is just always going to be the main main focus of it I think 
Um, I know people that are doing their finals now and obviously their year abroad was massively cut short by COVID. So I think just drill the language, drill the language, get on to little tandem exchanges, speak to random people, even use, you know, use Tinder um, as a means way to meet friends. I think Tinder's got a Tinder friends or Hinge friends, or I, I'm not actually sure, um, but a good way just to meet, meet random people. Um, they're always the experiences that really stand out to me. Um, and then moving to Brazil, whole different ball game um incredible experience anyone that is uh, fortunate enough to go to south america for their year abroad um just just get stuck in as much as possible um i think that's the main bit of advice for me uh, not to put too much pressure on your year not to chase up on on social media and really get caught up in it um and don't you know you may think that your friends back in third year of uni are having the time of their lives because they're all going out and they're going to nights out you're living a better life, trust me. You are living a better life. You're in a different country. Just make the most of it. Um, but yeah, my experience in Brazil was very, it was Latino. It was very Latino. I like, I, I know I was dancing. I was speaking Spanish and my Portuguese. Um, I was, I was creating student travel tips. I was traveling around the Northeast of Brazil. Make as, t- put as much time as you can into traveling yeah. as well. Um, you know, being, watching people's kind of planning journey, I think, at the moment has been people are very worried about their jobs and their internships and, you know, how much how much do I get paid? Am I going to work? What's the work-life balance going to be? Mm-hmm. Just remember that, you know, the main focus of this is just language, getting stuck in. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean it's going to be sat at a desk. Um, so, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, really get amongst it. Um, and eat eat the best food you can because it's much better than it is here. Yeah, (laughs) 100%, 100%. And, I mean, you've sort of touched upon it in terms of talking about mental health, but I thought I'd ask a specific question and we could have a bit of a conversation about the importance of looking after mental health, you know, on on your year abroad. So, yeah, I was just sort of wondering how important do you think it is to really put a focus on looking after your mental health, you know, because obviously you've got things like culture shock, moving away from family and friends, you know, being responsible for sort of, yeah, just looking after yourself, right? That's yeah. that's the main thing. What would you say you'd recommend doing in terms of looking after your mental health? Sure, sure. I think from personal experience, I mean, I moved to Manchester in, in September and it's almost felt as though I've gone on a year abroad mm-hmm. and I've kind of treated it like that. I've made sure that I'm, when I can, I walk around the city, I just go and watch people. I mean, people watching is the funniest thing that we can <laughs> yeah. do. And I think actually just sitting in a park you know during the day I I wouldn't recommend it at night in certain places just sit in the park during the day get some food get a coffee and just watch people and you actually start to you know this is what I'm living now and you feel very fortunate um and I I think just your routine is so simple but it's such a big part of something that you know at times I you know in the last six months I can confess I've not being motivated. I've laid in bed until 11 in the morning and then just felt awful for the rest of the day. And I think getting your routine, you know, finding a gym or running, just a yeah. sport that you might like, you know, whether you're, you know, you can do paddleball in Spain or uh, paddleboarding, you know, you can do all these things where, wherever you are. Um, and I think there's, you know, you, you, it's not all about the social every day, hanging out with the same people, um, because you might want to do that to begin with. And that's understandable. But you know, take care of yourself. I think we live in a time where it's very easy to fall in the cracks of of what's going on and get overwhelmed and not actually think about your, you know, listen to your body. 
um, it's uh, you know I'm no I'm no kind of guru, but you know it's it's the simple things that I think will actually um, help you out the most. But also remember that you have an incredible support back at home, um, whether that's your family, whether that's your university, it may not be as much your university. So use your friends and use, you know, speak to us, speak to us at Student Travel Tips. We're, I, I, I'm, I can't wait for you guys to all be able to go away and I will do my check-ins and the rest of my team will check in on people. Um, and I think it will just inspire others to, to keep moving forward. Um, oh God, I, I'm just talking about this. I mean, I'm sure it's the same with you. It's painful the amount of travel talk we do in the, the last 12 months and stuff and not actually be able to, to go. But, you know, the time will come. Um, I think there's one thing for sure is that this period of time that we've been stuck inside will mean that everyone's just going to go for it afterwards and, and hopefully spend much more time abroad and do some amazing things. So, um, yeah, I yeah. think that's what will keep everyone keep everyone going yeah 100% I, I completely agree with what you said and for me uh you know the, the routine is massive for me you know it's what I it's what I lost really at the start of the pandemic and mm. I lost the routine and from that like you sort of said I, I lost motivation I yeah I didn't really know what to do I mean we're all in the same position right that March April mm-hmm. last year you just we're all figuring out what, what on earth coronavirus was what the implications mm-hmm. were going to be and it was a difficult time, really. I, yeah. I, I'm someone that thrives off having a routine, thrives off being mm-hmm. busy. And overnight, that sort of went away. So I really know the importance of having a good routine. And for me, yeah. being in Barcelona, that is probably of utmost importance for me, is creating a yeah. really good, consistent routine, keeping myself busy. Yeah. Um, like you said, making the most of being there. It's a beautiful city. So many mm. things to do. So many hidden gems. So I need to make the most out of it. And, yeah. um, and really, yeah just be well I'm super grateful really for the opportunity mm. I feel like you know it's being a language student it's one of the opportunities we get and you've got to sort of grab hold of it and and make the most of it yeah I think continue doing what you're doing you know your challenges are really cool I think challenging yourself you know people will be like oh god okay well if I'm studying on my year abroad I've only got 12 hours a week of university what am I going to do for the rest of it just challenge yourself go yeah go and sit at a bar on your own and chat to the weird blokes well maybe not the weird bloke, but just <laughs> chat to anyone you know it's 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 funny and I think just being yeah not being too hard on yourself don't be yeah I, I, there's not much else to say on the matter I think you're going to smash yeah. it and I can't wait for you so thank you yeah I mean I'm I just feel very lucky really to yeah have got the opportunity I've got, you know, it's been really difficult to find Mm. opportunities. And I've spoken to a lot of other people at my university and it's been challenging with, you know, new lockdowns happening in sort of Italy. And I think it was France recently. And so communication sort of broke down between a few people and like companies because they just weren't open and they weren't hiring. And I just consider myself incredibly lucky um, and going to try and take as much of it as I possibly can and um, create as much content and um, yeah, finally exactly. be able to travel and yeah create new content what I've been doing all year of Onglow 360 is just recycle con- you know content and photos and videos that I've mm. had um, from the last couple of years so yeah that's yeah super exciting um, and yeah. in terms of we'll go back to talking about yourself and your own travel experiences um, I was just wondering if you could pick a favorite country you've ever visited I know it's a tough question I always I always struggle to answer just to pick yeah. one but if you could pick one country that stands out um i i'd say you know brazil is undoubtedly the my favorite country at the moment i think maybe it's because also it was kind of the last place i go yeah and i think it's very difficult to answer the question your favorite country because you know you make it special when you're there Mm -hmm. at that time and i think 
you would keep going back to a place if it was your favorite country. Whereas, you know, the, there's 191 countries out there, you can go and explore another place. And I think, so whichever the country that you go to, that you make your experience, that you have a good time is then your favorite country. Um, and so I'd say Brazil for the time being, because it was the most, you know, the best place that I, 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 I've been to in terms of culture shock and and, mm-hmm. and just happiness, Yeah, I think. And it also was a huge part of my, like my personal growth. Um, but I think, you know, Spain, simple as it is. Spain is an incredible place. I just love the fact that they sleep for two hours a day um, <laughs> yeah. it's, during the day. It's just incredible. Um, and the pan con tomate and like the bocadillos, uh, I just can't get enough of it. So, um, yeah, you might see me that. I might, I, I'm thinking uh, a little kind of European, well, Spanish tour in, in September, October. Yeah. Um, and I might even come and we can chat about uh, some like sort of meet up in, in yeah. Barcelona. I'd love to, you know, whoever's going to be out there, get get people together. We can go and watch a football game. We can go and eat some nice food um, and just live life. And I can pretend I'm on a year abroad again. Yeah, that would be, no, that would be awesome. I think that is, that's so you and that's so student travel tips is I can mm. see that happening. And I, that could be so successful as yeah. in creating those groups of people because, you know, for someone, they might be out in Barcelona as well and they might be having a really hard time. And that doing that, meeting in a group and going mm. to watch a football match and having some tapas, that could just make their experience or make their day yeah. so much better. So that would be amazing. It. I'm down. Do I'm it. down. Yeah, Let's too. do it. 100%. Me too. And Let's in, do it. 100%. In, in terms of, again, this is another question I ask like everyone on the podcast and I always get a different response, which is well, so cool. But obviously within travelling, there's so much to it. So there's meeting the new people, experiencing a new culture, the food. I know you've just talked about all of those, but if you could pick just one part of traveling that you love mm. the most, what would it be? Uh, I think it's the freedom. Mm-hmm. I think the freedom to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Um, like, you you know, you can go and disappear for a few days and no one's going to bug you. Um, whereas here, you know, you're off for four hours and your mates are texting you saying, where are you, mate? We're worried about you. Yeah. Um, so I think just the freedom to do whatever you want. Um you know, there's, there was experiences of mine in Brazil where I suddenly found myself in a car with five other Brazilians going for a four-hour drive to somewhere that I didn't even have a clue where I was going. But it was just, I looked out the window and I was like, this is sick. I've, yeah. I've got nothing better to do rather than this. This is the best thing. Um, I mean, I'm not that actually massively a foodie. I mean, I mm-hmm. love, you know, a, a, an incredible plate of food is put in front of me. I wolf it down and I compliment the chef yeah. and look around and everyone's smiling. But... Um, I think, yeah, a mix between the freedom and also the freedom of experiencing a new culture. I think just kind of, you know, walking around, you, know, you might not see the most interesting things walking around day to day or in the mornings, mm-hmm. but I think just actually having that ability to to, to stroll the streets. Um, I think early mornings are wicked when you're away. I think um, I'd like to just go, go, I'm thinking of going to Japan very soon. Or not very soon, just when I, whenever I can. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I now want to go everywhere. <laughs> I, I can't, can't deny that. But um, just getting get a place that we all hear so much about, um, wherever it may be, just just go and get amongst it. I mean, I, I you know, the, we were saying this earlier. Maybe we can have a little chat about planning, because mm-hmm. um, I think it's great planning a, a trip, but there's something about when you're there, just arriving there. And I know there's many many points that come into it and like being being a girl is so tricky not mm-hmm. like, you know you don't know and that's why trying to build this the community of, of of young people kind of 
with that as well, yeah. with that in mind yeah. of, of sharing their experiences and, and debunking the stereotypes. There's a yeah. good blog on our website. But, you know, what do you think about planning? Planning planning a travel experience? Because sometimes I think, you know, you want to spend your time well out there. Mm-hmm. But just actually getting there and speaking to someone the first day you get there, I think that's more authentic and yeah. you can actually get something better planned. But your yeah. experiences with, I know this is your podcast, but I'd like to, I'd like to hear your your experience of, of going on these group tours? Yeah, for me, I'm a big planner in life generally. I plan things often to the T and that's just the way I am. But I, it's something I'd like to change actually about myself in terms of planning less. Um, and, you know, I know trips I've done that have not been the group trips. I've still planned a lot. And mm. although it's great because I know what's coming and I'm sort of, oh, I, I know we're doing this tomorrow or oh, this is how we're getting from A to B. That's great. But actually... I think sometimes just rolling, just being a bit more spontaneous. I'd mm-hmm. like to be like more like that, especially when traveling. So the group trips I've done, obviously they're all planned, you know, pretty yeah. much day to day. Um, you know how you're getting from A to B, that's sorted for yeah. you. You know what, what hotel you're staying in, you know what you're doing, you know the day's activities. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I was traveling on my gap year, that was really comforting. I was in my yeah. comfort zone doing that. But now I've done that. I think I'd like to sort of move away a bit from it being so planned. And I'd yeah. love to just go to a country, say, for a week and maybe have the first day planned. But then after yeah. that, just figure it out day to day and change plans or be flexible. Um, so, yeah, my mindset has always been plan, plan, plan. Know mm. what I'm doing. But actually, I'd quite like to change that mentality and just yeah. be a bit more relaxed and go with the flow. And if I want to then change my plan this day I can and it, and it doesn't matter because exactly. I haven't booked anything so yeah that that's that's me really I'd love to change my mentality mm. towards it what about you are you a you a big planner or? I think I mean I'm, I'm I feel like I'm a big planner I, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm I'm an awful decision maker <laughs> and I think it, they kind of don't go well together because you know I, I want to for example like a, a, a couple of weeks in Italy for example I'd like to go this summer yeah and that's something that I think I would plan you know, your your limited time might be quite a lot of travel costs in there. Yeah. So tra- that, that's the kind of thing. I, that's why I think there's no right answer here. There's many variables. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my gap year and my two months traveling in Brazil after my year abroad, which has been, we've kind of been the main, you know, they're the standout you know, travel experiences because mm-hmm. of COVID taking up half of my early 20s. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's they're the ones that I've just, gone let's just do it yeah let's just go we'll go with the flow um i missed my flight to ecuador when i was um in colombia because i was just having the time of my life in colombia and i thought why why would i rush this but then again you might miss something that if mm-hmm. you planned it you would have so um yeah i think i'm gonna have a bit of a mixed bag and i think now that i've got this amazing platform um which i've just learning so much about different places and mm-hmm. can speak to different people yeah i think there will be a bit more planning but it will just be it will be when there needs to be a bit more planning if that makes sense i think yeah. you know first week as you said first couple of days having a bit of um a bit of a plan like okay let's check this out let's mm-hmm. check this out let's see what people have to say yeah um but i really hope you know i'm a bit i'm, I'm cautious with how travel's going to open up because i think people will be skeptical to go on a big six month backpacking across southeast asia or yeah you mm-hmm. don't know what how COVID's affected these countries. And I think, you know, as we said with you you being a guinea pig going into to having to get the visa, there'll be the guinea pigs yeah. that hopefully we can get hold of and, and hear from them yeah. on, on podcasts and, and blogs of what it was like out there. Yeah. Um 
So, I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I wish we had the answers. Right yeah, now, I know. It's one of those things where I think we'll, we'll learn over time, won't we? Like you yeah. said, when countries, you know, we're quite unique here in the UK and in mm. the progression we've made with, when I say progression, I mean, obviously our vaccination program and yeah. our cases have gone down a lot, but obviously you only have to look to India right now with what's mm. happening to, to see yeah. how real this pandemic still is Such and how, shame, yeah. the, how the virus is impacting people on such a such a big scale so yeah I, I, it's so difficult I, I couldn't put a time on when every country will be accessible again yeah. I, it's going to no. be it's going to be at least a couple of years before yeah. everywhere is is as accessible as it was pre-pandemic um yeah. but what's fascinating for me is there have been quite a few people i've seen on social media who've continued to travel throughout the pandemic um, I've seen a few sort of um, you know, like travel couples who've still managed mm. to travel. You know, they've been to South America and they did. Yeah. Um, they were sort of the travel couple I'm thinking of. They're in Vietnam when the pandemic really hit, and they were mm. there for like five months. Yeah. And um, and then now they're in South South America, and it's just it's it's like a whole other world away from mm. what I know now, just because it's been so yeah. long since I've travelled. My last trip was December two thousand nineteen, which just seems like such a long time God, ago. Yeah, does, yeah. Um, that was I went to to Poland with my family. We went to Krakow for um, nice. for Christmas, and um, yeah, it's just crazy when I see people traveling. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've forgotten what yeah. it's like to to travel. So it just makes me super excited. Um, yeah. To to explore and to go to so many new countries, um, which brings me on to the question of bucket lists. What is on your bucket list in terms of? countries and then activities as well you've got your classic safari skydive scuba diving any of those on the list yeah so i, I look i just before we started talking i hadn't uh i looked at this oh god, oh god i haven't been asked that question in, in a while i'd say right now on my bucket list um the first thing that comes to mind absolutely is going to japan mm-hmm. um i'd yeah. love to go skiing in japan and my friend did a season out there and it just looks absolutely insane um i'd also like to just go on a nice um, camping road trip. I think either to Catalonia, like mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. I mean, studying Catalan in my fourth year, um, there was a lot of, you know, we were doing presentations about the different national parks and things like that. I'll try and find some for you to, to pass on to you, but Catalonia looks in, immense. Like I, the, the reservoirs, the mountains, the lakes, um, 100% will, will be wanting to go like that because I want to be realistic with mm-hmm. my travel yeah. um, at the moment. I mean, I've got flights to go to Mexico in, in October. Um, so that is a bucket list, I guess, realistic bucket list. Mm-hmm. Let me have a think. What are some things that I would love to do in this world? I'd like to go to Petra. Yeah. I'd love to go to Jordan. Yeah. I think um, a friend of mine went last year just before pandemic hit and it just looked like a different world. And I'm, I'm kind of into that, the... the the mummies and the Egyptian side of thing at the moment. Yeah. I don't know why I think I, because this, this new museum, the great Egyptian museum that's been built in Cairo mm-hmm. uh, and took kind of 20 years to build. And I wow, just, that's <laughs> I think it's so cool. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. So yeah, little things like that, I think. Yeah. It's, it's so cool because I ask pretty much everyone on the podcast this question and I get a complete different range of answers, you know, different countries, different activities. So it's mm. super cool to like get everyone's different perspective. Um, and then we'll, we'll move back on to, to sort of finish up talking about student travel tips again and mm-hmm. sort of wondering what your aspirations are for the future of student travel tips, you know, looking, I guess, short term and long term goals. Sure, sure. So I think, you know, creating the community of the year abroad students is always going to be a focus. That's where it began. That's where mm-hmm. I always wanted to be. Yeah. But I would love to help the younger years as well. I really want to delve into the gap year lot 
and really see what they're thinking about when it comes to, you know, deferring their university yeah. year or not even going to university. Like, how affordable can it be to, you know, not have to work for six months and then travel for six months? Can, you know, you, we organise uh, connections with, you know, Canadian ski season uh, recruitment firms and things mm -hmm. like that and yeah. you know, send people off on some amazing experiences. I'm speaking to this um, volunteering firm in... Uh, company in uh, that do refugee camps in Cyprus and you know they accept teachers and aid workers and things that you know the standard mm -hmm. your student wouldn't consider um, as well as scuba diving um, and conservation work um, I think all this kind of stuff would be so cool and I think I wouldn't I would have never none of us would ever ever thought of those kind of things because mm -hmm. you just go with what your friends talk about yeah um, and then more than that I think for me, my aspirations for student travel tips is to just keep solving the problem. Solving the problem mm -hmm. can continue growing the community. I want to allow students to personalize their their tips and add their own tips. You know, yeah. it's if it grows and grows, it's gonna need to be autonomous in some way on the website. And I think having having that ability to save your own tips or add stuff or pin it on a web, uh, on a map to send to your friends. Um I'd also love to cater for students that might feel like they don't, yeah, they don't know anyone. They want, they need a housemate or they mm -hmm. want to have an exchange with a, I've always had it as one of my goals is to create the ties between a Spanish student at University of Valencia who lives at home, uh, may not come across many English people before, but wants to learn English and has done for the last however long. And uh, an English student like yourself, like myself going out there, and moving to the city and creating that tie. And I think mm -hmm. they could, you know, they could come on our little uh, Barcelona excursion yeah. and, and it'd be a little tandem, but mm -hmm. not a tandem where you're stuck with a 65-year-old lady talking about her love of Franco. You know? <laughs> yeah. Things happen. And um, I think it's it would be nice to just create that young... I think we've got a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just all been bottled up for, for, for a long time. So, yeah. And as well, sorry, as well, the international students. Mm -hmm. I really want to... I know it's 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 tricky for the international students coming to the UK. We're quite closed off people at times, um, especially yeah. the southerners. I find I think in the north, it's a lot to be said about that. Obviously, I'm not going to start beefing my my people <laughs> yeah. in the south, but being up north, I feel like people are a bit more open. But you know, how can we integrate um, international students a bit more into city life? You yeah, know, they love the university life. They love their their faculty and their study and their societies. But you know, do they know all the kind of walks and hikes that you can go on or would they like to meet up with a with a young student? So yeah, many aspirations, but I want to keep it very much student focused. Yeah, fantastic. And then just finally, how can we all get involved with student travel tips? And you know, sure. where can where can we find you on on social media? Sure. So um, our website, of course, studenttraveltips.co.uk. We've got you know over seventy destinations on there, each with a whole load of tips and recommendations, blogs, resources from from other students. Um, at Student Travel Tips UK, that's on Instagram. That's like our voice. That's our personality. We love chatting with people. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to try and stay up to date with some travel news as well at the moment, so that people can instantly know what's going on. Funnily enough. Today, there was a PCR test announcement about Spain. I think you may have seen yeah. them. Yes. I got so excited seeing it. I was like, who's booking their flight? And then realised it's still Amber List and you're going to have to quarantine. So yeah. <laughs> was, but um, yeah, please get involved. I mean, we'd love to hear you on, if you're a Eurobroad student, join the Eurobroad Connect group on Facebook. Um, we'd love to have you there. Um, and please write for us. You know, we, we'd love to hear about your tips. Um, share it with your friends and, and, and share it with a larger audience. 
I think there's countless tips now that we we all want to use and I can't wait to check out these, you know, restaurants in Turin mm-hmm. and places like that, very obscure things. So please do get in touch. Um, you, my email is on the website and, um, and yeah, that's everything. But Ellie, it's been a pleasure to, to chat to you as well. It's been really nice and I hope we can collaborate more going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic as, as always to speak to you and sort of get your perspective on not just travel, but also being a languages student as well and mm. everything that involves with like the year abroad and all the sort of ups and downs and challenges and um, great opportunities associated with it. So yeah, just a massive thank you for your time and uh, yeah, stay connected. We'd love to, cl- you know, collaborate and definitely Absolutely. if you're thinking about a Barcelona group group trip or something or trip to the new camp and a bit of tapas, yeah. let me know. Um, and yeah, 100% be down. But yeah, just massive thank you very much. No worries. Thank you for having me. Recording stop.